Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Welcome once again to our podcast, Always Abounding. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, a missionary in Uganda, East Africa. Thank you so much for being a part of our podcast today. And I hope this day, I hope this podcast finds you well, serving the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, doing everything you can to bring souls uh, to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, that's why we're here. Uh, that's why God left us on this earth, is to do everything we can to get the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. And uh, so thank you so much for tuning in. I hope today will be a help and a blessing to you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, this program is all about encouraging you and myself uh, to always abound in the work of the Lord. Remember, to abound means to be above average. To abound means to go above normal. And uh, I'm afraid, as I look at churches all around our world, that people are settling for average. They're saying, hey, you know, uh, such and such person is doing this and that, so as long as I'm doing what they're doing, uh, then no one's going to talk about me, no one's going to pressure me, uh, but uh, we, need to, we need to be always abounding. The Bible says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That goes beyond age, that goes beyond location, wherever you are, how old you are, uh, we need to be abounding in the work of the Lord, seeing how much more uh, that we can do for the Lord Jesus Christ in these last days. Well, things are continuing to go well here in Uganda. Lord willing, we are reaching very, very close uh, to our uh, lockdown being lifted, and uh, so continue to pray about that. We're continuing to worship, we're continuing to serve the Lord, soul winning is going on discipleship is going on, teaching and training, all of that is happening. And uh, so we have literally uh, not slowed down a bit. As a matter of fact, um, I remember when I was back on furlough in the United States that many pastors were saying that they were actually busier uh, under these COVID regulations than they were when there weren't any regulations. And at first I thought to myself, how can that really be? Because you have so much uh, less to do, and but yet I found out that uh, under these regulations, you actually have a lot more to do, and uh, even many of our pastors, because they're having to teach their people in so many different locations, uh, finding that they are much busier than they were normally, uh, uh, because normally you can bring everybody in the same place, you teach everybody, you preach, uh, but now you're having to divide it up into so many locations, and uh, so we have been staying busy, and uh, but God is uh, God's continuing to work, God's continuing to bless, and uh, we praise the Lord for that. Amen. And uh, thank you for your prayers for us. Thank you for your support. And uh, what a blessing it is to be able to represent you uh, in Uganda, East Africa. I realize not everybody can be a missionary here, but I praise the Lord and I thank the Lord. I, I told the Lord this morning when I was praying 
I said, Lord, I don't deserve it, and I don't know why you chose me, uh, but I sure thank you for choosing me and allowing me to serve you here in Uganda. Uh, I was yesterday uh, down at the electric shop buying some supplies, and uh, the lady was in there sitting down, and she asked me where I was from, and I told her the United States, and, and uh, she says, oh, my dream is to go there. And uh, <clears throat> I said, well, my dream was to come here. And she looked at me strange, like, why in the world would anybody dream about coming to Uganda? And uh, But I tell you what, when God puts a desire in your heart, and when God fills your heart with a love for a place and a love to serve him, uh, I tell you, I can't think of any other place that I would rather be uh, than here in Uganda, East Africa. And uh, so what a blessing that is, and uh, I am so grateful to be able to be here. Thank the Lord for that. And uh, I hope and pray, I, I, again, you, you don't know the political situation, you don't know how health uh, goes, but I hope and pray that God allows me to be here in Uganda for many, many more years, uh, doing everything I can to influence and help people uh, to grow in the Lord and to teach others the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, in our last podcast, I started a uh, message, if you want to call it that, or a teaching or a discussion on the uh, on Psalm 119, and I'm not going to go back and teach all that I taught last week um, because it would just be redundant, and and so I want to get into new stuff today. But uh, but just reminding ourselves of the fact that Psalm 119 was written so that we may understand and have a clear understanding of what it means to have a relationship with God's Word. Uh, I know you have a Bible, and I know you may read that Bible, but do you have a relationship with that Bible? And uh, there, and you say, well, how can I have a relationship with something that is an object? How can I have a relationship with something? Because here's what you need to understand. God's Word is the mind of God, all right? When you see God's Word, God's Word is truth. But also the Bible says that Jesus Christ is truth. They are one and the same. He is the living word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And so when you are reading God's word, it is the only uh, inanimate object uh, that you can have a love relationship with because it is alive. It is, it is a book that, uh, that is the mind of God. It is a special uh, revelation of God that God has given to us. And, and, and when you stop and think about that, how, how God loved us enough not to just you know, put us on this earth and say, well, I hope you can, uh, I hope you can make it. I hope you, you know, can figure things out. God says, no, I have put this book in your hands, I put this book on this earth so that you can know what is right and wrong, so that you can know the mind of God. And uh, and so when you read Psalms 119, it is very easy, it is very simple to be able to see uh, the love relationship that David had with this particular, uh, with, with the Word of God. Now, I mentioned before uh, in our previous broadcast that uh, in each of these 22 sections, each 22 sections represents a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, each of the eight verses in each section all started in the Hebrew language, all started with the corresponding letter of that section. Um, and then we also saw not only are there eight stanzas or verses in each section, but we saw that there are eight different ways or descriptions that 
the Bible is given uh, in this. We see it as uh, the law. Uh, we see it as ways. We see testimonies, statutes. We see it as the word, uh, judgments, commandments, precepts. Uh, all of those uh, are different ways of looking at the character of the Bible. And, uh, and so very, very interesting there that those eight things are giving. Uh, then we saw, uh, as we concluded our podcast, that not only are there eight character descriptions of the Bible, but there are also eight character descriptions of God himself that we see through his word. And uh, those eight character descriptions that you see in Psalms 119 are righteousness, trustworthiness, truthfulness, faithfulness, unchangeableness, eternality, light, and purity. And again, uh, I, I don't want to keep saying this over and over again, but the, the truth is there that when you see the Word of God, you see it as righteous because He is righteous. You see it as trustworthy because He is trustworthy. You see it as faithful because He is faithful. Because God's Word has the very character of God Himself. And uh, so you see that uh, all through the book, or the chapter Psalms 119. Now, what we're going to do today is we're going to look at eight more things, all right? And uh, these are things that in my personal study, uh, as I've gone through this, uh, there are particular words that stuck out uh, in, in my mind as I read this and as I read them, I circled these things, different words that stuck out that really helped me to understand that, um, that these uh, that this relationship, okay, that God had or that God desires us to have with His Word is a relationship that we can have. It's not something that just David had. Uh, this is something that uh, God desires us to have. And uh, and so as we look at these things, we're going to look at eight different words or eight different thoughts throughout this chapter uh, that I believe that you and I can begin working on in our own lives so that we can help develop our own relationship with the Word of God. Now, so basically, honestly, I'm not going to do a whole lot of teaching in this um, in this podcast. I'm going to let the Bible speak for itself. Uh, I'm just simply bringing out these words. Now, if you have a Bible uh, and your Bible is out while I'm doing this teaching, I would encourage you to turn uh, to Psalm 119. And if you're in the habit of marking your Bible, uh, as we come to these words, I would encourage you to circle them because as you circle them, you're going to see a pattern uh, going through this particular chapter, a pattern that I believe uh, will be a help and a blessing to you. And uh, so the first word we're going to look at is the word delight. Uh, remember David said in Psalm 1, he said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And so he says his delight is in the word of God. Uh, his joy, what brings him comfort, what brings him peace, what brings him satisfaction, uh, that is what we call delight, okay? Um, when, when we talk about what is it that brings you delight, you know, some people, they uh, enjoy entertainment. Some people enjoy sports. Some people enjoy, uh, you know, being with friends. Uh, some people enjoy going out to eat. That is their delight, uh, but David said, my delight 
should be in the law of the Lord. And uh, so as we go through this, you're going to find this word delight mentioned many, many different times. So let's go through this. Let's read all the verses in this chapter uh, that have to do with delight. Let's look at verse number 16. The Bible says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. I will delight myself in thy statutes. Verse number 24, thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Thy testimonies are my delight. Verse number 35, verse number 35, make me to go in the path of thy commandments for therein do I delight. Now think about this for just a minute before I go on. We're talking about 11 books of the Bible that David had at this time. He didn't have 66 books of the Bible. The book of Psalms was not even complete. All right? And, and so we're talking about 11 books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, and the book of Job. Now, when, when you look at those 11 books, and, and I'm not discrediting those books in any way, they, that is the word of God, but when you compare those 11 books compared to what we have today, I would ask myself, man, you know, when you, when you talk about delighting in God's law and his commandments, all the do this and don't do this, and if you don't do this, you're going to be stoned to death, and if you do this, you'll have my blessings, and, and this is how you're supposed to dress, and, and you can't eat these certain things, and, and uh, uh, you can't go and you can't touch certain things here, and, and all the law about leprosy and all the law about cleansing and all of that stuff, and yet David said, I delight in that. I delight in your commandments. And, and, and it just helped me to understand that this delight that David had goes beyond a delight for pages. It goes beyond a delight for a physical book. But it goes into a delight of knowing and understanding that these commands and these statutes and these testimonies, this law, all of this came from the mouth and the mind of God. And David had a great relationship with God. And so whatever God said, he delighted in. Amen? So he says, make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Look in verse number 47. Verse number 47. And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. I will delight myself in thy commandments. Look in verse number 70. Verse number 70. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. I delight in thy law. Verse number 77. Verse 77. Let thy tender mercies come unto me that I may live, for thy law is my delight. Verse number 111. Verse number 111. Thy testimonies have I taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. They're the rejoicing of my heart. They're what brings me joy. It's what brings me delight. Verse number 174, I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Thy law is my delight. Now let me ask you this question. Is God's word your delight? How many times have you been asked, what is your delight? What is your joy? What brings you, what brings you happiness? What brings you delight? Is God's word at the top of that list? 
I'm not opposed to watching a football game. I'm not opposed to going out and, and playing uh, a game. I'm not opposed to, you know, if your delight is shopping, hey, go shop till you drop. I'm not, I'm not opposed to uh, if reading is your delight, hey, read, read five books a day. Uh, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I'm just saying that God's word ought to be our delight. It ought to be our joy. It ought to be at the top of the list. And so when we have a choice of doing something and when we give our list of delights and what we love to do and, and, and what, we, what brings us joy and what brings us rejoicing, God's word should be at the top of that list. And so delight is mentioned over and over, and, and we see that uh, as a very descriptive word for seeing the relationship that David had with God's word. The second word that I see is love. Oh, we see this so many times. Love. Look in verse number 47. Verse number 47 of Psalms 119. He says, And I will delight myself in thy commandments which I have loved. Verse number 48. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Verse number 97. Verse number 97, Oh, how love I thy law! It is my meditation all the day. Oh, how love I thy law! It is my meditation all the day. Verse number 113, 113, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thy law do I love. Verse number 119. Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. I love thy testimonies. 127. Verse number 127. Therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Verse 132, look thou upon me and be merciful unto me as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Verse number 140, 140, thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. 159, consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Consider how I love thy precepts. 163. I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Thy law do I love. 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. 167, my soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. Now think about all these terms. We understand that the, the word love is giving. It is, it is selfless. It is saying, what can I do for it? And so when I love God's word, what am I doing for it? What am I giving to it? Am I giving it time? Am I giving it study? Am I giving it effort? Am I just, am I just flippantly opening it every once in a while to get a scripture here or there or maybe taking it to church to uh, let people see that I'm carrying my Bible? or am I giving myself to it? When's the last time you told God, I love thy law. I love thy word. I love thy testimonies. 
oh, we think of so many things in life that we love. And uh, we, we say we love our wife and we love our children and we love our job and we love our church and we love our pastor. And, and all those things are good. I'm not against any of those. But what is your love relationship with God's word? Over and over and over and over, David said, Lord, I love thy word. I love thy word. And when you read through the book of Psalms and you read through David's life, you can understand that the fact was he did love God's word. He had a relationship with it unlike any other. Let's look at the third word. The third word is the word longing. Longing. A, 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 a desire for something to happen. Look in verse number 20. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments in all times. David says, I, he says, my, my soul is breaking so much because I long, I desire to be with thy word. Think about this. I long to be with thy judgments at all times. I long for that. Do we wake up in the morning longing for his word? Do we wake up in the morning longing to spend time with him? Or is it something that we just do to fill time? Or is it something that we do because uh, it's on our schedule? Or is there something within us that, that longs and says, Oh, I cannot wait to get back into the word of God. David longed for his judgments. Look in verse number 40. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. I've longed for them. I think the best description of this long is in this next verse. Look in verse number 131. 131, a very interesting verse here. He says, I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. You think about someone who is craving water and they're, they're panting for thirst. They're, they're desiring for their thirst to be satisfied. And so they longed for that. I, I just read this morning, it's interesting, uh, I, I just read this morning about David's mighty men and how David was uh, in battle with the Philistines and his men overheard him saying that he longed for the waters from the well of Bethlehem. There was a thirst within David that said, oh, I, I wish I could have some water right now. Do we go throughout the day longing to be in God's word? I, I'm just afraid that we have lost in our, in our 20th century, or 21st century mentality, we've lost a relationship and everything has gone over to electronic devices and, and everything's gone over, you know. And, and listen, I'm not opposed to it and there's times that I do that, but, but, but I want to get in God's word. I want to love God's word. I don't want God's word to just be something convenient that I can play uh, in, a, in, a, in, in a CD player or play in a, on an MP3 drive or something like this so that I can say that I've heard the word of God. I, I, want, to, I want to long for it. God, give it to me. I need to have it. I need my, I need my spiritual thirst quenched. Look in 174. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. I have longed for thy salvation, and thy law is my delight. David had a longing for the word of God. He had a longing for the satisfaction 
that only God's word could bring. Now, this next one is a very interesting one. You see this one over and over and over in Psalm 119, and that is the word quicken. The word quicken. Quicken means to be made alive. David knew that that the only way he could experience life was this relationship with God's word. You know, these past few weeks, uh, my wife has been in the United States with our uh, visiting our new granddaughter and and uh, our children, and uh, you know, I don't think uh, honestly. I think this is the well. There was another. There was one other time that my wife had to leave and go back to the states, but uh, but I think this is the longest uh, that she's ever been away. And uh, you know, when when your wife is not there, God makes you one flesh, and uh, when that relationship you have with your wife is strong and it's secure and it's tight and and uh, there's just a love for one another when when you find that she's not there it, it just you you just don't feel together you don't you, you just don't feel like you're you're all together because you do so much together you you talk together you fellowship together you do things together and 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 when your wife is not there for that it it just it's just it's not the same And David understood that he needed a relationship with God's word because that was the only way that he could truly have life. The word quicken means to be made alive. In other words, David said, this relationship that I desire with God's word, it gives me life. It quickens me. It helps me live right. Look at several of these. He mentions these over and over and over. Let's read these. Verse number 25. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me. How? According to thy word. Verse number 37. Verse number 37. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity and quicken thou me in thy way. Verse number 40. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me. In thy righteousness, quicken me in thy righteousness. Verse number 50, this is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. He said, I've been afflicted. I'm going through hard times, but your word has given me life. Your word has made me live. Verse number 88, verse number 88, he says there, quicken me after thy loving kindness so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Verse number 93, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. Verse number 107, 107, I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. 149, 149, hear my voice according to thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgment. 154, plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. Quicken me according to thy word. 156, great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. 159, Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. 
Over and over and over, David understood that the relationship that he had with God's word is what gave him life. You know, it really disturbs me personally, and and I hope it disturbs you when there are times, and I ha- I'm ashamed to say there have been times in my life where I've gone two, three days. There's been a few times in my life I've gone a week without reading God's word. I'm ashamed of that. But you know what? The Holy Spirit of God that lives within me helps me to understand that I don't have any life without it. God's word is such an integral part of my life that I must have it every day. I must feed on it every day so that every day when I'm making decisions, I make those decisions based upon the word of God. Notice number five, as we look at David's relationship with the word of God, notice how he viewed its value. Notice how he viewed its value. Look in verse number 14. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. Wow, think about that. David was a king. He was rich. He had anything that money could buy, he could get. And yet he says, I rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as I rejoice in my riches. How sadly it is that most of the time it is because of the getting of money and working jobs and, and, and doing everything we can to get rich that causes us to suffer in our relationship with the Word of God. But David said, I've rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. Verse number 36. Verse number 36 Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. Incline means to lean toward. He says, I I don't want my heart to lean toward covetousness. I don't want to be, be saying, oh, I wish I had that, or I wish I had what somebody else had, or I wish I had his riches, or I wish I had his car, or I wish I had his education. He says, I want my heart to be inclined to your word. I want to lean toward your word. I want to desire that. I don't want to desire what everybody else has. Verse number 72. Verse number 72. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Wow. The law of thy mouth. God, what comes out of your mouth, what you tell me to do, what you say is the law, is better than thousands of gold and silver. And silver. Look in verse number 103. Verse number 103 How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. How sweet are thy words. Honey was, the, was something that only you could have if you had money. Honey was something that only you had in your meal if you uh, had means or if you had resources. And, and yet David said, your words are sweeter than honey, sweeter than the most sweetest thing on this earth. I want your word more than that. Look in uh, verse number 127. 127, therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. David had it all. David had all the wealth, all the riches. And yet he says, I love thy commandments above gold. Could you say that? Could I say that? 
If you had in one hand thousands of gold and silver and in the other hand the word of God, would you choose the testimonies of God over thousands of gold and silver? 162, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. David knew what it was like to get spoil. He was always in battle, always defeating enemies, and when you defeat the enemy, you get the spoil. But David said, I would rather rejoice at thy word than have great spoil. Notice another interesting thing. We're on number six out of eight of these different character uh, traits that David is showing us that, uh, that describe his relationship with God's word. Notice how many times he says, with my whole heart. Look in verse number 10. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. With my whole heart I've sought thee. Let me not wander from thy commandments. Verse number 34. Verse number 34. He says, Give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. How many times do we tell somebody, I love you with my whole heart? Give your heart to the ministry. But can I ask you a question? Do we love God's word? Do we love his law? Do we desire to observe his law with our whole heart? Verse number 58. I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. David said, I, I, wanted, I wanted to please you. I wanted to make you happy with my whole heart. Be merciful according to thy word. Look in verse number 69. Verse number 69. They forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. With my whole heart. Look in verse number 145. 145. I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, God, with my whole heart, I want your word. With my whole heart, I want to keep your statutes. Let's go to number seven. The word is respect, honor. Notice what David says about the respect and honor that he had for his word. Look in verse number six. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. David said, I have a respect, I have a, 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 a fear, I have a, a, a desire to honor your word so that I be not ashamed. Verse number 15, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. David knew what it was like to receive respect. He was the king. He knew what it was like to have people bow before him. He knew what it was like to show him honor. And yet David, as king, turned around and he bowed the knee and he honored the word of God. Verse number 117. Verse number 117. Hold thou me up and I shall be safe. I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. What a respect, what an honor that David had for the word of God. Well, let's look at number eight, and then we'll be finished. Number eight. How many times David said, I will not forget. 
there are so many things that we forget, and I find that the older I get, I tend to have a, t- uh, a uh, tendency to forget things, and I have to write things down a little bit more than I had to before. And But David said, there's one thing that I will not do. I will not forget thy word. There's a lot of things in life we can forget. There's people that we can forget. There's names that we can forget. But David determined in his life, I will not forget thy word. How many times do we go from day to day and we say, oh, I forgot to read my Bible today, or I forgot to bring my Bible. I, I, uh, and, and David says, I will not. I, I'm making a choice here. I will not forget thy word. Look in verse number 16. Verse number 16. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Verse number 61. Verse number 61, the bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. Take what you want from me. Take what you will from me, but I will not forget thy law. Verse number 83, 83, for I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. Verse number 93, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I will never forget I will never forget. You know, just recently we had the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and the the mantra there is never forget. And every year in 9-11 they read all the names of the people that died in the towers and those that died in trying to rescue those that were in the towers. I'll never forget. How do they not forget? They keep bringing it up. 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 When God's word is a part of your everyday life, you will not forget. When it becomes a habit in your life, you will not forget. You will not forget. Look in verse number 109. 109. My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. I do not forget thy law. 139. 139, my zeal hath consumed me because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. The enemies out there have forgotten the laws of God, but David said, my zeal hath consumed me. I will not forget, though they may forget. Verse number 141, I am small and despised, yet do not I forget thy precepts. 153, consider mine affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. And the last verse of this psalm, verse 176, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. I do not forget thy commandments. When you have a relationship with someone, you will not forget them. You'll not forget them. I have, a relation, I have a wonderful relationship with my wife. I will not forget her. These few weeks that she's been gone in the United States, every day, two or three times a day, calling, texting, how's things going? I love you. I want to be with you. I miss you. I'll not forget. I don't forget to, to reach out to her. I don't forget to love her. I don't forget to let her know I'm praying for her. I, I don't forget that because I have a relationship with her. Do you have a relationship with God's word? If you do, you can say like David, I will not forget. I will not forget. Now let me finish up here with three verses. 
Look in verse number 18. And this will be my conclusion. Verse number 18. David said, Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. This is the, this is the reason that we have God's word. Open thou mine eyes. God, open my spiritual eyes. God, help me in my relationship with your word. God, help me, give me the understanding that I may that I may understand, that I may know, that I may see wondrous things out of thy law. I don't know how many times David read the law. I don't know how many times David read the 11 books of, of the Bible that were available to him at that time. Uh, but each time David said, Lord, would you please open mine eyes because I want to behold wondrous things out of thy law. 161, look in verse 161. Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. In awe of thy word. Think about that phrase. In awe of thy word. David, just, David would read God's word and just sit back and say, Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing that this is speaking to my heart, that it's amazing that, that God would consider me. It's amazing that God, the creator of the universe, the creator of the sun and the moon and the stars and the planets and the galaxies, that creator would love me so much that he would give me his word. He would give me his word. David says, my heart standeth in awe of thy word. And then notice lastly in verse number 164. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Now I don't believe this is a command. I don't believe God is telling us that we have to uh, praise him seven times a day. But David is just simply saying this is what I do. This is my testimony. I'm just telling you, seven times a day, I thank God for his word. Can I ask you a question? How many times today did you thank God for his word? You know, when you have a relationship with it, when you love it, when you delight in it, when you value it, uh, when, when you understand that it quickens you and makes you alive, when you've determined that you're not going to forget it, it'll be easy to thank God for his word at least Seven times a day. But David said, Oh, seven times a day, I praise you because of thy righteous judgments. Seven times a day. Oh, may we build, may we ask God to abound in our relationship with God's word. May we delight in it. May we love it. May we long for it. May we allow it to quicken us. May we see its value. May we search it with our whole heart. May we show it respect. May we determine that I will never forget it. I will never forget it. Amen? What a great psalm. I would challenge you. I would challenge you to take a month. This month is, is about finished. But I would challenge you to take a month. Maybe take October, November. and Just take a month. I challenge you to read Psalms 119 every day in that month and see what it does for your heart. See what it does for your life. See how it, it rebukes you. It did me. It rebuked me for not having the right kind of relationship that I need with the Word of God. 
Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope it was a help and a blessing to you. Don't forget the theme of our podcast is always abounding. Therefore, my beloved brethren, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Are you always abounding? Are you looking for ways to do more for the Lord Jesus Christ? I hope you are. If you've not done so already, let me encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to that button there wherever you're listening to this podcast and subscribe to it every Friday. Every Friday, Lord willing, by God's grace, a new podcast will be uploaded for uh, your listening enjoyment. And I hope it'll be a help and a blessing to you. And if these podcasts are a blessing to you, uh, please let me know. Uh, You can send me an email. Uh, My email is keith at kstensisfamily.com. Keith at kstensisfamily.com. And uh, please, please drop me a note and uh, let me know how much these programs have been a help and a blessing to you. And uh, that goes a long way in encouraging me as we do these podcasts. Pray for our ministry here. Pray that we will always abound. To pray that we'll do everything we can in the time we have left to reach as many Ugandans with the gospel of Jesus Christ before it is eternally too late. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.